0: Welcome back. Joy of the, the Eucharist. joy of the
1: Eucharist. Back at it again. I am Father Alex Kroll. You may know me, you may not. It's good to know you today over this podcast. <laughs> with me uh, is podcasting partner.
0: Hello, I'm Stephanie Stovall.
1: Stephanie Stovall. And we're back with more of the joy of the Eucharist. As you know, this is a podcast that has been going out um, Our parishioners' experience of the Eucharist is powerful and brings great joy, so we wanted to share that and um, encourage this Eucharistic, in the season of Eucharistic Revival, encourage more people to encounter the Eucharist in beautiful and faithful ways, and so we've been talking to different parishioners about their experience. Um, Stephanie, introduce our guest today.
0: So excited about our guest today, dear friend of mine, Christina Hammerbold. Hello, how are you? Thanks so much for giving us your (laughs) yes. Thank you for having me.
1: Why don't we start with a prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God, thank you for the beauty of this day. Thank you for the gift of the most holy Eucharist, Um, Jesus, truly present with us until the end of time. Lord, we ask that you would feed us and nourish us with the Eucharist and that this podcast in some way may inspire our hearts to be more in love with you. Uh, Bless us. Give us the, the words. Bless those who are listening, open their hearts, and in all things may you be glorified. We ask all this through Christ our Lord.
0: Amen. Amen. amen.
1: Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, pray, pray for, for us. The the of
0: God the Son, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. So Christina,
2: who are you? Tell us all about yourself. <laughs> um, like I said, my name is Christina. Um, my husband and I have been married, Matt, for 18 years, and we have three kids. Uh, Noah is 13. Grace is 10, and Claire will be 2 on Saturday. We've been parishioners at St. John's since 2004, so I don't know how many years that makes, 9-ish, something like that. Mm. Um was here when mom's group started and parents' group started and all she of that. She was part of the whole creation yeah. of the whole thing. So That's um, awesome. Mm-hmm, good times. Powerful
1: groups. <laughs> Very.
2: And every day that more things are added just warms my heart because those are— little babies that have grown so yes, big. Yeah, they really are. Uh-huh.
0: Pushed them out and <laughs> them grow. Uh, Golly.
2: Labors of love for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about my experience with the Eucharist today. Um and it surrounds uh, sorry. <laughs> surrounds my daughter click. Cool. Oh. Um Get emotion. Yeah, it's ah! beautiful. So she um, was born at 26 weeks um, gestation. I went into the hospital to live there until her birth when I was 23 weeks along. So I stayed in the hospital for about four weeks before she was born. And the morning after I got there, um, a Eucharistic minister came into my room and prayed with me offered me the Eucharist, and then did that every day the entire time I was there. I think except Fridays. She was off on Fridays, but (laughs) she came every other day. Um, And she was just such a beautiful woman. It's been a couple years, and I'm terrible with names, so I'm not going to be able to come up with her name at this point. But um, she just came in every day and was so kind and so joyful in her ministry that um it brought me a lot of peace. And so she also got to know me, got to know my situation, um came to know Claire and gave her a rosary before she was born. And it's one of those that a lot of ministries have, you know, the plastic ones that are with the white cord that are knotted and mm-hmm. just one of those um small gifts and I held on to it every day when she came in and when we would pray together. And when Claire was born, that rosary went with her to the NICU Hmm. and was the only thing that the doctors allowed in her incubator with her. Oh, wow. So it got to lay next to her every day for the three months that she was in there. And I got to watch it um, started out longer than she was and (laughs) got a little (laughs) closer um, to her length uh, the longer she was there. Um, So... The other thing that I got to have when I was there is I did call up here to the church and I had Father Anthony come and do an anointing of the sick. The reason that I wanted to share this story is 26 weeks is a dangerous age for a baby to be born. It is, um, it's, I think, a 70-something percent chance of survival at 26 weeks. Um, certainly a high risk of continuing issues down the road. Um, I was very sick. She was very sick. And looking back on that journey, living there, having her, her living there for so long, we shouldn't be in such a great place today. Hmm. And it wasn't until we finished the journey that I was able to look back and say, I know that I know my doctor was amazing. I know he saved our lives, but I know also being fed the Eucharist every day and being fed by that faith. I had a crucifix across from my bed every time, you know, I needed to calm down and get my blood pressure under control. I could have Christ standing right over me. And I just attribute her miracle of life to having that fed to me on a daily basis um, and having that presence of her coming every day, having the anointing of the sick, all of that just really, I I think it's a miracle that she is, not only is she alive, she is thriving. She is well. She is on on track to be completely caught up to her age group earlier than she was supposed to. She doesn't have any lung problems. She doesn't have any Delays. She is perfectly healthy two year old. That's amazing. That's When I'm sure
0: the list was just so long and on
2: and on and on, the things
0: that were supposed to go wrong.
2: And I found out um, actually this year when Father Novak came to our parish, he did the first mass for the kids um, the first week of school and gave um, a homily about some different saints. And one of them was St. Clair. Now Claire's name has been chosen for years. My husband and I had just always loved it, and I didn't know anything about Saint Clair. And my kids came home and told me the story of Saint Clair and how she had Eucharist which was the miracle that saved her city from invasion and being mm-hmm. wiped out. So I feel like it all just came full circle. Just totally did the whole Eucharistic miracle not only sustained me. For the month that I was there, but allowed my daughter to live and thrive and be a miracle of her own, mm-hmm. and then her name is synonymous with another saint that utilized so Eucharistic miracles. Eucharist. The Eucharist. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, and how
0: crazy to think it—it's just a piece of bread. <laughs> You're supposed to yell at me, Father. Hey, stop that! Don't say <laughs> such stupid things. <laughs> but it's just a piece of bread like how could it sustain a mom in such a hard situation to be given this little piece of bread every day Stop. and for it <laughs> and for it to be such a huge thing like uh we are we are out of our minds we are crazy to believe this but it's true it so true but yeah. it's just true like what you're saying all of your words wouldn't it wouldn't be a thing. It wouldn't be happening. You wouldn't have been giving that, given that piece. And who knows where your health and your daughter's health would have been if that piece of bread isn't what
2: it is, Jesus which is the body, blood, yeah. soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't think that I truly appreciated what it was while it was happening until the journey was ended in a way. And I could look back and say that, that was it.
0: Yeah, because even with that mass, like you said, and with Father Novak brought up St. Clair, yeah. that all the, because how long was that? Like, I don't know, not that long ago. So, however many, you know, year and a half after yeah. her, her birth or whatever, then that kind of like tying the Tying not Tying the bow. Tying yes. the bow absolutely. So beautiful. Bring I love it, it when it he does stuff like that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And like I said, Claire was just the name that we liked. We didn't, mm-hmm. and now I understand why. Yeah. you know if there's there's a purpose to all that we do and you know he's got a plan for everything that
1: that's the exciting part too is it's not going to stop there i mean her mission her destiny connected with the eucharist mm-hmm. um the the future is very exciting and and hopeful and um the lord i mean he likes to show off in that way so he might continue to right? to <laughs> to write in that sort of vein with uh with your life and with her life and i think that's really beautiful
2: Stephanie and I used to, when we first met, we would talk about God moments, mm-hmm. and I feel like her entire existence is one big God moment, mm-hmm. and how it all came about. It yeah. truly is. Yeah. So little, little Claire, from the beginning, her life has been kind of crazy for you guys, right? Yeah. Um, I actually lost my job in uh, May and found out I was pregnant with her in June, um, my husband was in school, I was sole breadwinner, so. Woof. Yeah. So you're like, what the heck,
0: God? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, right. now you
2: choose now? <laughs> I, in fact, I remember I texted, um, some friends of mine at my former job and I said, when man plans, mm-hmm. God laughs, um, because he is roaring right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you do when you have no income and you're, you find out you're expecting and then, um a very dear friend of mine, I ran into her about a month later, and she had a job for me, and that job not only was so supportive, I worked from my hospital bed.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: They were so great about it. Oh, that gives
0: me chills. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, (laughs) my (laughs) God. God. Yes,
2: and no other company would have done that for me. They would, you know, put me on FMLA or put me on leave right then, but they let me stay working and, um, and did that until the day that she came and it was fantastic. So it's all been don't plan cuz he's up there saying <laughs> uh-huh. sorry about you. My <laughs> got way first. A one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got uh-huh. it right. Um so yeah, it was definitely God's timing and difficult to see at the time, but it'll it'll came about Mm -hmm. yeah so from the very
0: beginning she was just throwing all kinds of challenges all kinds (laughs) but (laughs) then here comes jesus saving you over and over again what's that saying in like italian over in the (laughs) italy
1: Uh about is it a meme
0: (laughs) it's it's not a (laughs) meme (laughs) when when a baby's born it comes with bread under its armpit or something (laughs) It's a really I good have saying. No idea what you're it's about. not a meme. It's Real saying. <laughs> anyways, anyways, moving on. <laughs> no, no. Little Claire came with a loaf of bread under her bit.
1: <laughs> Rose, <laughs> you're just gonna let her talk to you that way about your daughter?
0: Oh, it's delicious bread. <laughs> hey, the bread of life. There you go. And hey, full circle scru- for the full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Oh, that's funny. Well, before this, uh, off the air, we were talking with Christina about how Claire came about uh, natural family planning. You just never know. So you're just doing your thing, but God's even stronger. And uh, I've talked about this a little bit before, but how my husband and I uh, had a really, really hard time accepting that teaching of the church because it is just the hardest. It is. And you were huge in my conversion in our conversion oh. for that you were so huge so thank you i'll send joseph over to your house can <laughs> <laughs> thanks, As a thanks a lot <laughs> no but really i mean once we said yes our life just totally changed so so you were big in our life at that so
2: yeah yeah it's so
0: cool to be here talking with you about your baby and yeah so much joy
1: and since um Putting all these connections together and St. Clair and, you know, s- realizing how powerful the Eucharist was in sustaining you. Do you think your family's relationship with the Eucharist has changed or your personal relationship with the Eucharist has changed or grown?
2: Um, it's definitely not more important. It was always important, but mm-hmm. the importance of it is more present mm. in in our minds. Um, you know, it's always you go to mass and you do what you do because you're Catholic and you go once a week kind of thing. But now there's a, there's a, um, a pull to it. There's a, there's a love for it Mm -hmm. that not necessarily was, it was more obligation and now it's more the love part. Yeah. He romanced you back in through your daughter.
1: That's what I've found too is like the Lord, um, starts with some grand gestures and then continues to just draw us in deeper and deeper. But it gets hard in the middle sometimes to to remain faithful to... I mean, sometimes there are fireworks. Some days everything's going great. But some days the grand gestures seem far away and the hard work of loving the Lord is hard work. And so um, keeping those in the forefront of your mind that this is what the... Look what the Lord has done for me. How incredible is His goodness? I think that's really important for all of us to either write down or, um, keep, keep those memories really strong and alive so that when we're having a day where I just don't want to pray today, this is, you know, we can remember like, no, the Lord has been so good to me. I can go pray.
2: He is real. Yeah. I think too, um, I was June of 2021. So COVID had been going on for a little bit. Mm. And I think there was a lot of disconnect for Mm -hmm. a lot of Catholics because we weren't able to go for a while and then it was you have even the sniffles and you shouldn't go to church and Hmm. Mm -hmm. you know there was there was a lot of there was a lot of disconnect and it took this situation and Mm -hmm. this journey that we went on to kind of jump start that back again Mm -hmm. and kind of everybody fell off the face of the earth and mm -hmm. didn't get to be here and getting didn't get to be in that presence so that was a great jump start back Mm -hmm. in. Yeah, him bringing you in.
0: Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. He's always chasing after us. Won't let us go. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Christina. This is so beautiful to get to hear and share with everybody. So thank you for your openness and willingness. Thank you for
2: having me again. I appreciate it. Father, were you crying?
1: No, I don't cry. Yeah, I think you were crying. crying. But that was a really powerful witness. No, I'm not crying, you're crying. (laughs) I'm not crying, you're crying. (laughs) No, stop crying. (laughs) We've got to teach people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that she brought up St. Clair. Yeah. So we talked about St. Clair in episode CC, which is what? Episode like seven, Seven? entitled, ever something, ever new, something like that. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> so in that episode, we kind of gave... the present, a,
1: ever new, episode seven, if you're present. following at home. Yes, so you had it. It was right. Keep going.
0: Okay. And so in that episode, we talked about the awesomeness that is mm-hmm. St. Clair and how she... Her cool story. Uh, trusted the Eucharist to save her and her, all her her girls. So go listen to that episode or just Google St. Claire of Assisi yeah. and read, read all cool of story about her. Eucharist. Yeah.
1: But how cool it was the connection, right, between Claire and Claire, little Claire yeah. and big Claire or heavenly Claire. And it's, I think it's especially cool how, I mean, I think we take for granted sometimes that the saints sometimes adopt us. Yes. Um, Some
0: of them even stalk you. Yeah. Really? St. Therese of Lisieux. She, I didn't like her. I she kind of creeped feel me out. Like she reminds. me. watching you. Okay. Yep. <laughs> she- <laughs> Therese always freaked me out because she reminds me of this creepy character and like looks like a ghost. And so I was always like, Therese, I don't like you. You're creepy looking. I know. Father's looking at me all crazy because he loves to And now I do too. But right. the whole story goes that she's like stalking me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. But she came after my heart and went it over. Now she's like one of my besties. She is my soul sister in heaven. Hmm. And that's weird because mm-hmm. she's dead. But no, she's more alive than I am. Way
1: more alive than we are. Mm-hmm. Yes. And spending her heaven, sending down roses, doing good. So a good friend to have for sure. But those connections. But well, we do sound weird as yeah, Yeah, We talking sound about. crazy like crazy people. Yeah, I have this really intense connection with this dead person.
0: Who are your favorite saints?
1: Oof. It depends on the day. Um some of my all time faves are Francis de Sales, Saint Therese, who you already mentioned, um, Saint Thomas Aquinas, when I'm trying to sound super I'm smart. A yeah. Um Pope Saint JP the two has been sneaking up on me hmm. lately. Um uh, the Archbishop, when he came, we... Because the way he
0: looks at that Eucharist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. Get yourself a meme that looks at the Eucharist like <laughs> JP the 2 does. Um, when the Archbishop came to dedicate the student center at uh, UCO, we decided to put it under the patronage of Pope St. John Paul II. And so ever since then, he's been more on my mind and in my heart. And um, he's a, a lot of the kids have read his stuff and been like, wow, this is good stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, see, yeah. And, um, his stuff has come back to me and, um, he was a really recent saint, right? So it was a little weird for me at first because I was like, this guy, he's too close to our time. He's too close to to my time. I, you know, I could have seen him, right? I was alive then. Yeah. I definitely could have seen him. How can he be a saint this quickly? Um, but the more and more, um, you we, looked
0: into his kind eyes cuz he does have the kindest eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think well that might be part of it, but also just feeling him sort of wrap his arms around our little student center and our little ministry over at UCO oh. has given me a lot of affinity and love for him. So and I didn't choose that. I mean, we the archbishop and with the students and I literally did choose that, but I didn't know that that was in God's providence how it was going to be and so these saint connections And these, the way that the Lord makes his love known, even through each other, right? Like um, you and Christina had that beautiful um, friendship and and love that helped you grow closer to God. So too, just in heaven, um, we can have those saint friends that help us grow closer to God. Yeah, saint friends are cool. And her story was so beautiful um, about how the Eucharist fed and sustained her and how she didn't realize it until she looked back. And it was cool to hear you guys reminiscing and looking back on your friendship and how Joseph is here. Yeah. Because of how God has worked in that same relationship. And Mm -hmm.
0: so, God using people to bring them closer to Him.
1: Isn't it always the case that when we're going through it, it's hard to see Him at work?
0: It's so hard sometimes.
1: But then on the other side, you're like, oh.
0: Whoop, there he is. Right?
1: Like, oh, oh my gosh. Mm. So when you're going through it, you're like, oh man, I didn't recognize him.
0: Where are you, God? I don't see you. But then. Whoop, there he is. He comes
1: through and you're like, his hand has been with me this entire time. And while well, it might not have been exactly what I would have planned.
0: It's like the footprints in the sand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Except uh, in my footprints in the sand picture, I just need like two straight lines through the beach, you know, because it's like, (laughs) this is where I drug you.
2: (laughs) Hey, that's real. Uh I like it. (laughs) uh
1: This is where I drug you along, you know, so Lord, why, why are there these lines? So
0: sometimes he talks to us in little tiny ways and sometimes big, huge ways. Yes.
1: in those beautiful ways. And sometimes it's hindsight that lets us see that. And, um,
0: that's why it's so important to write things down, especially like when you go to prayer Whatever your prayer routine is, at one point, it's a really good idea to journal.
1: Journaling is super important. I've never been successful at it for very long, but it's I was so for good.
0: when I was doing Retreat in Daily Life. Yeah. And that's been a long time ago, and I've been all, of it, all over the place with it. But that one time in my life that I was, that I was good at it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, is, it was so fruitful. Mm-hmm. Because really being able to go back mm-hmm. and read through Everything that God was doing in your life is huge yeah. because the devil has a way with time to make you feel like, oh, just crazy. Or was I making that up? Did was that, really that just happen? in my head? I mean,
1: there's no way that's real.
0: But no, because look at my chicken scratch. Yeah, it actually happened.
1: I did the same thing on my 30-day retreat in daily life, the 30-day silent retreat. I have 30 days worth of journal entries. That are priceless because I'm not good at writing things down, but it's so Can important it? to do it. No, it's <laughs> <a> private. <laughs>
0: Could I check it out of the library? No, very private. No. Be like diary. Father of Novak has
1: one too. Father I tried Girl. to get him to trade me and we read each other's, but he was like, nah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. Nope.
1: <laughs> but, uh, in those moments, When you're like, oh, God seems so far away. I really don't want to pray today. I'm really struggling. Does God even really love me? If you have those memories and if you have those things written down, those ways that God has moved in your life that are proof that God loves you, proof that he is powerful, proof that he works, then it's so much easier on those hard days to be like, no, it's real. He's Mm -hmm. real. I want to pray. I want to go and be with the Lord. Even if I don't feel it right now, I know that it's real because I have experienced him. I do know him.
0: Yep. Well, and to bring up St. Friends, so you have JP two, and he had his good friend, uh, St. Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa went through her time of darkness for like a really long time, yeah. and she's-
1: Like the second half of her life, or something. Such an awesome saint. Yeah. Yeah. After a really big and powerful experience of Jesus, where she saw him and he called her to her call within a call. So that little grace at the beginning of Mother Teresa's life was unpacked and sustained her for years, for decades. Right. So if you ever feel going back to it.
0: If you ever feel like God's left you, when you keep going back to prayer over and over again, you're in great company. Mm -hmm. Because lots of saints. Yeah. Have that same experience. Right. And they're your saints.
1: It's to detach us from the the feel good of the oh prayer is so warm and fuzzy. Prayer can be warm and fuzzy sometimes. I love it when it is. Prayer is a sacrifice. It is. Prayer is like any kind of true love. It requires something of mm, us. Truth. Yeah. So let's go pray today. And let's, let's end in prayer right now. <laughs> in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God, thank you for This podcast. Thank you for those who are listening. We ask that it may be a blessing to them, that it may inspire and uplift them to seek you out in prayer and to look back over the course of their lives and see you in action, see your power and your glory played out in our ordinary lives. Jesus, give us a greater love for you, truly present in the Eucharist, and feed us, strengthen us, guide us closer and closer to our eternal home of heaven. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All our saints, friends, pray pray for for us. us.